Hi, and welcome to episode 119 of the Happiness Playbook. We have a special episode today because I'm here with my very good friend. I wanted to say special, but then I was like, oh no, that'll make it feel cheesy. But I feel that JD is my special friend in the way that that word isn't cheesy because, ah, you know, you have a soul, a soul friend that's like, I've, I've known, I've known JD for eons and it could be years between speaking and I would still feel connected. So I'm really grateful. So JD, you're going to get to know her a little bit in a minute, but I want to introduce her. She is a mom of eight and you'd never know it because she's just so vivacious and seemingly carefree and positive. <laughs> she's a soon-to-be grandmother, but you'd also never know that. She in no way looks like a grandmother or acts like one. And she's a dedicated volunteer. She has worked with me in the theater program that I work in, uh, Take Note Troupe. And I was loath when she stopped because she took on a new career. But I always love to work with her in any, can, any way we can. And we currently, she's still serving on our board and helping us with promotions, even though she's very, very busy. So we wanted to have JD on and talk about play theory. And I wanted to start with um, the question of how did you learn about play theory? And if you have any thoughts about it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for the introduction. I totally feel the same way. Soul friends, I love that word. <laughs> Let's use it always. Yes. Um, so my kids joined TNT back in 2010, and I've always been the kind of mom that just fully immersed herself in whatever the kids were doing, which is something else we have in common for yeah. sure. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to find out how I could help and be a part of it. And I quickly learned that with play theory, um, I think because I've always been such an involved mom, I read a lot of books and, you know, always try to do everything just right like most moms do. But <laughs> there are these natural holes that kind of come up in your parenting that you don't even know that that are created or there, um, such as like looking outward and things like that. And I feel like play theory just really kind of smoothed out those holes in my parenting and really gave my kids a really solid foundation. Because to me, play theory is really a set of values. Uh-huh. And it makes you uh, who you are. And so if you're practicing it a lot, it it suddenly, you're not even, th- you're not thinking about, oh, I need to be 100% present. Or, you know, oh, I need to look outward. Instead, it's just who you naturally are as a person. And so I really, um, just really gravitated towards that. So every time you talked about it and things like that, I was like, this is exactly what my kids need. And they did. And we were very heavily involved in TNT, it, um, especially in the my oldest three's life. Mm-hmm. TNT was their social circle, their their learning circle. Their, <laughs> it was kind of everything. Yeah, so. there's a lot of overlap with the participants. I appreciate you saying that about the value that it's it's an, it's something that you take in uh-huh. and then it becomes a part of, of who you are. And I totally see that with you and with your kids. And it's not like JD was this horrible person before she learned about play theory, but I like how you said there were holes. And and I like to offer play theory as this this vernacular or way to describe an attribute that I think a lot of people, most people are already practicing, but it's it's a way to communicate it more clearly or maybe fill in some places where you might be struggling. Maybe you're, you're a little mm-hmm. more self-interested or maybe you are struggling to be present or maybe you have a hard time letting go. That's one of the ones that's kind of hard for me. 
Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. And then as a group, like with TNT, all the kids are doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you're learning all the different ways you can look outward or whatever um, as a group and how it really does elevate the whole entire group. All ships rise in the harbor, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so finding people that also share those same values, which I think we naturally already do. Mm-hmm. But when you find friends and your people that share those same values, everybody just gets better. That's why you should share the podcast. I always ask people to do that, but there's a really good reason because we do, we do float in the community that we're a part of, like JD said about the Harbor and TNT is a special opportunity where we use that as our methodology for the theater company. But I love it when a family all comes on board with play theory because then they have their little ecosystem, their little unit that's practicing it and using those words to communicate it. And so I think you, you see more success than if one member of the family comes in. So Yeah, totally. So how is play theory influencing you now? And this is, there's, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to have J.D. on, because she made this career change a year and a half ago, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, a year and a half ago. And I remember going over to your house, and you'd been taking classes at the, the college, and I was like, well, that's cool. And then, well, what are your goals? And you said, I'm going to get into real estate. And I was like okay, you and a whole bunch of other moms yeah. <laughs> that, you know, have some time on their hands. And J.D.'s got a beautiful home. She's got really great decorating skills and a good vision. So I'm like, well, you know, she'll she'll have some success in that. But, man, you've kind of blown it out of the water. Yeah, I feel like, um, well, I've had my license since 2007, but I didn't get active mm-hmm. until 18 months ago. And um, I know everybody, every housewife in America became a real estate agent. I feel like. And so anyway, yeah, you had to find a way to kind of stand out and and be different and I think I brought a lot of things to the table but with real estate you have to kind of convince people because you're really I'm the product I'm selling in real estate because mm-hmm. you could the, the house you know I'm going to show you the house but the house is going to sell you on the house uh-huh. so I have to sell you on working with me and I knew I had a good skill set but um, anyway you have to like be creative on how you deliver your message that working with me is different. Right. So you then know? you get the listing or they'll they'll want you to go find their house for them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, anyway, we, we've talked a lot. Like since ever since I've been in TNT, they've always said play theory is something you're going to take into the workforce. And I really cannot believe how true that is, especially because um, one of my main focuses for marketing is social media. So I've used social media for 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 a lot of my marketing and t- to be honest I'm having a lot more success than most agents have with it and um but part of it is I I didn't at the beginning like in the beginning I did a couple reels and I never wanted to show my face I was like super <laughs> embarrassed and I could see myself and some of the kids that we've worked with in TNT mm-hmm. that that kind of want to hide and yeah. even if they have this great skill set and, you know, they can sing great and, and they, they can dance great, they want, they're, they feel too vulnerable. Yeah. And they hide, they hide their gifts that they have because they feel too vulnerable. And we had to kind of pull that out of the kids and tell them, I remember we've, you've always said that you're being selfish mm. if you're hiding your true self from people because you have special gifts that maybe only people you can reach. And so it, being shy and hiding behind that excuse is really 
an act of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, with real estate, so as I was starting to do these reels and I was just hiding, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, I got I to gotta just make sure everybody knows a reel is the new format. It's kind of like a TikTok, but it's on Instagram. So it's just a short little movie and it's yeah. on your Instagram social media account. And just the fact that J.D., just has this vernacular and this language and this vocabulary and she can she can do these things is impressive I think but you you had to teach yourself all of these things kind of and then be bold too and yeah anyway one time I saw you know I had a I had a, a distant friend and she was like doing some reels and she was kind of doing what I was doing and not showing her face and you didn't really know like why she was on there so she just looked like a bored housewife that was making reels and I realized <laughs> oh my gosh is that what I look like? Because that was not my, that was not my intention. My intention was to remind people I do real estate. I have this knowledge base that's really helpful. Um, I, I do these services that are super helpful. And I wasn't, I wasn't talking about any of that because I was totally hiding, um, in my own comfort zone, which was behind the kind of behind the stage, I guess, in our in our vocabulary. But um, once I started watching her, I started realizing, oh my gosh, I I need to either go 100% in and, and do this or... So let, let go and play. Let, let go of those vulnerabilities. Yes. And it was like a let go and play thing. And the way I let go and play was to kind of hide behind humor. I guess it's still kind of a... Hiding? <laughs> well, I don't know. If, what do we, if it's hiding or if you're using it as a tool, you know, yeah. it's... it's I feel more comfortable yeah. trying presenting something like in a in a funny way. Sometimes I, I have I want to look smart too. I always want to look smart. I feel like I am smart. I'm um, very creative when it comes to negotiating, and I am very well educated. And um, so I you know I I've done har- I've been Harvard trained as a negotiator and things like that. So I never want to come off like I'm only funny. But, right, right. and so there's like a real sweet spot, but you've got to try mm-hmm. to figure out where that sweet spot is. And not to mention how many, how many people are watching social media and they have to, um, uh, you, you can't, you can't just be funny. You're only going to get a certain amount of people to watch you. You have to show that you're smart and you're competent and you can handle these transactions like, and, and save your client money. My goal is that my my clients use me, it should never cost them a dime, mm-hmm. 100%. I, it should never cost you a dime. My skill set should make you money 100% of the time. And that's and that's looking outward. Yeah, for sure. And um, so anyway, yeah, as it's gone, I feel like I've gotten better, but I had to learn to let go and play and like not be selfish, honestly. Right. Well, we say self-conscious, and it's not the same as selfish, but, but when we say look outward, it's about your intention looking out and away from your self-interest. Yeah. And if you're looking inward and at your self-interest, it, it's yeah. that self-preservation, it's uh, less comfortable because we're worried so much about ourselves. But if you're looking yeah. outward, you're thinking about your clients, how can I serve them? Yeah. You're going to feel more confident. Well, that is true because you think like, sometimes I'd hear of a cl- somebody going with somebody else, and I think why? Why would they have ever gone with that person? I know I could have maybe done a better job or I could have served them a lot better, but there is no way that that person can know that right? unless I get out of my comfort zone and let them know that I am willing, I have the time, and I would like to to serve them. You know, it's interesting. We just were holding auditions for our Shakespeare in the Park show. We're going to do Romeo and Juliet, and for the auditions, we'll tell the kids, the participants, our greatest wish is for you to have your best audition. Nobody here is hoping that you'll fail or that you'll stumble. 
and, and we really do want you to bring your very best so that we can see what the best fit is because we want everybody to have a positive experience, you and the audience. So it's just a win. That win-win ideal is way better to shoot for than I hope I can you know, trick somebody or beat somebody out of it or get there first. It's like if you're looking outward, you really can have a, a win-win. And, and disclaimer, we have the puppy here who is now asleep but still making noise. And he's very distracting. I just want to <laughs> pet him. <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, he's, he's cute. Okay. So do you have any advice for somebody? I was so impressed that you just jumped in. And it sounds like you've been thinking about it for a while because you'd had your license. But it, it from the outside looking in, it was like, oh, wow, she just jumped in with two feet and you made this career shift. Um, your kids are, are in school. You've got some time. And you've, you've made this uh, this focused effort and you're in the top 3% now in, yeah, our, of, in our region? Of or, El Dorado, Sacramento, and Placer Counties. Which are really... All like, together. <laughs> a huge housing market. This yeah. is a really big deal. And she's had the success. So do you have any advice? Maybe somebody doesn't want to become a real estate agent, but I have another friend who she's looking at stepping away from her current job just because it's kind of petering out and looking towards, what would I do in the future? What's, what's a possibility? And I think... Uh, that's that's somebody more of my age, but for kids who are trying to change a major, you know, just something going into the unknown, they don't know for sure that they're going to be a success, but they feel drawn towards it. So what, what advice would you have? Well, first of all, I, I am a planner. Like, I always have a five-year plan. I just, I really, the problem with a five-year plan is I feel like life is more of, more of maybe like a chess game, where if you have a have a plan for how the game is going to go, you just end up really frustrated that, you know, your opponent didn't make the move you wanted him to make. And, you know, the the circumstances haven't lined up like you thought they were. So I do, I I pivot pretty well. (laughs) I mean, I got married in two weeks, you know, two weeks that we got engaged. Wow, okay. So that was not my plan. So, um... So, but I am a planner. I don't want to make it sound like I'm flaky. I've been married 25 years, but... um, But one of the things that we could do is really add to our own knowledge base and what we're what we're doing. Um, that's one of the things I've done, right? Like with chess, it's really it's much better to go into the game knowing what all the pieces do and having um, some strategies that you can do if certain scenarios come up. And then um, the second thing I'd say is you have to have confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. You you just don't know what you can do until you try. Uh-huh. And nobody wants to go out there and fail. Like, no one wants to do that. But it's a much better idea to fail beautifully in the way that everybody knows you tried. Yeah. And um, to know that that really isn't the route you want to go. So you should give it your all. Because you'll, you'll learn from it, right? Yeah. At least you'll have knowledge if you failed because you did try. Now you know, oh, that didn't work. Now you've got another idea about what to do. Yeah, exactly. So I just I just don't think, as long as you're going into it, um, understanding your strengths, knowing how to make your strengths stronger. and Maybe, maybe that's an accept and build, you know? Yeah, because for sure. You, you would accept, I mean, there are a lot of people that when they're a little kid, they want to be the firefighter or... Or the donut man, as my son Holden would say. He <laughs> brought them big donuts. That's his goal. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. But, you know, we might grow up and realize, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I can't be a firefighter because I'm, I've got a petite frame or I, I don't know, whatever, whatever might preclude you from doing that. So you got to accept, okay, what are my strengths? And then mm-hmm. build on what those are. Like for me with the theater world, I did not want to do theater. I thought poorly of theater 
as a an adolescent, and I didn't want my kids involved in theater. I saw that sometimes there could be uh, challenges that came about. And then when I started learning about improv and was encouraged to bring that into our program, I did not want to teach improv. But it took a lot of let go and play or let go of what my prejudices were and accepting what the strengths were when I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm good at this. And then yeah. we built that into a team and you've had kids that were yeah. participating on that. And, and you don't know, you're surprised, right? Yeah. When you, when you're really open to letting go of what your, what your presuppositions, presuppositions, what? Predisposition. A, predisposition, yeah. or I don't know, the ideas, <laughs> your dreams, your hopes. If, if you really are open to letting those go and then you really are truthful about accepting, okay, well, you know what? I am pretty good at math and I'm good with, with people yeah. or I am creative when, and then build on that. Well, there are definitely things that only you can bring to the table or a certain combination that only you can bring to the table. And anyway, if we could, if we could help people along the, along the way in whatever area we're doing that, like that's what life's about. I feel like that is so satisfying. My goal is just to, you know, be there for people and be a good friend and help them in their time of need. For me, real estate has been a way that I've been able to accomplish that goal, but yeah. you could find that in anything, really. Right. Well, I, I found it. My goal was I wanted to go to college and do therapy for adolescents and youth. Right. And look what I do now. I do, I direct theater for You're kind of a therapist, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, these aspirations that we have. Uh, I, I love that you're looking outward as you're serving your clientele. And I know the times I have found a home, uh, it has been a huge relief. And it's it's a huge game changer for yeah. my family and for and my life trajectory. I'm so grateful when when uh, we've worked with an agent and they've helped us find our our forever home. Yeah. So it really is an opportunity to serve. I love that you see it that way. Yeah. I, I and I think that if you there because there's some agents that are commission based and that um, that paycheck based, right? We yeah. call that in Take Note Troop. Um, we would always call it their um, product. Yeah. Product focused. Yeah. Instead of process focused. Right. And I am very process focused because I mean, let's be honest, I work with TNT for so long and we just we always have that mindset that if there is good process, the product's always going to come. It's gonna be right. just fine. Say we look for a house and then things fall apart and it doesn't work out and they can't get that house and they wanna wait. I haven't lost the client. The mm-hmm. product's still going to come. The process is... So focus on the process is huge. And yeah, getting to know your clients, their needs, and what they're yeah. looking for, and then you know helping them. I notice you'll put out information about how to make sure you're in a good position to be qualified yeah. for a loan or whatever, so you're educating them so that they can get the best opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love that idea. Um, you know, we'll, we'll call a show a production. So it's kind of a business term, but that idea that if you focus on... The process and for us at TNT it's it's play theory and the show is an opportunity for them to to practice all of those those play theory skills they've been developing and if we've really leaned in hard into that then the shows take care of themselves I mean obviously still have to work on stuff yeah but it's kind of like even if you're a student and say you're like a biology student if you just um study for the test oh yeah that to, to get that good product that a that you want you might not have the knowledge base that that test says you have because mm-hmm. you didn't put in that work in the beginning to make sure you were a good student and you were a good studier and you get, did your best work for the homework assignments because that is where really a good student is made. That's where right. an educated person's made. It's right. not at the test table. It's during that process. Right, and if you've done that, then you 
when you are tested, you should get a good test result. Because yeah. you, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you have, we often have, we usually will ask for either, we'll call it a pro tip, somebody who's really living, <laughs> living their best play theory life, so we consider you a pro, or we encourage our, our listening audience to practice play theory by uh, taking on one of the challenges every week or an opportunity to focus more on one of the principles, and we'll call that a play of the week. Yeah. So do you have one of those to share with us? Well, I think we talk, ended up talking about something so vital, which is making sure we have a good process, and um, using those play theory the ideas of play theory to make your process a little bit bigger, a little bit better. So I guess my pro tip would be uh, just just spend a little time. Maybe you're just in the shower thinking about how you might be able to make that process towards your goal a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say that. Maybe you can look outward a little bit more or okay. add and build. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're like a, you're worried about college, probably isn't the right time. But with kids, they often get worried about college, worrying yeah. about their grades. Instead of worrying about the grade, which would be the product, yeah. ask yourself, how can I improve my process? Um, or the diet. Let's yeah. go look at a diet oh, or yeah. yard work. Maybe yeah. it's in picking the weeds every day instead of, you know, one mass pruning day. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we can just. Or if you hate gardening, maybe the process is I'm going to figure out how I can earn a little more money to pay for the gardener. There you go. I don't That's a girl after my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do like yard work, but yes, I can see that. Yeah. Now. But rather than just focus on, on that outcome that you might feel frustrated by or anxious about, yeah. focus on. Sometimes we can't control the outcome. Yeah. I can't control if someone's going to buy a house or not I can control the process Mm -hmm. you know so I feel like maybe we'll be a little bit happier if our process is a little bit stronger because the outcome is just what it is yeah and we can really just enjoy whatever whatever comes our way we we know that yeah you know it was a it was a fun ride yep and and I'll always tell we always have a it sounds kind of funny but with our theater program Shakespeare always opens with a big dance number Mm -hmm. and it's become a tradition. The kids really love it. And when we're in rehearsal, sometimes it's hard to do it. And then as we're getting close to the end of the run, I'll say, you only have three or four more times, whatever it is, to do this dance. And you see this look come on their face. The look of fear. Yeah. Well, And, and you realize <laughs> they've been enjoying this process the whole way through. And this show yeah. is so much more than the few times they get up on stage. It, it's about the whole time they're doing the dance. Well, at the end of every production, everyone's always crying. Yeah. And it's not because the show was so great. And I'm, I'm sure maybe it is a little bit of that. But it's because the process was so fun and yeah. so good. And yeah. the kids loved it and enjoyed seeing each other and being there and being with you. And, and, and through that yeah. process, they've yeah. learned, they've grown, they've made friends. Yeah. And honestly, we have. We've done this enough now that we've had a few productions get canceled. We, COVID? We've had to, yeah, we had to yeah, shut down director a whole, and Annie at the time. And yeah. my show never... Yeah, we had to shut down a whole, mm-hmm. like, three or four shows during that period of time. And then I had to call a show because the, the rain just came in too fast. And, you know, so they had prepared. The process yeah, was all there, but they didn't get the product that night. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they could go on the next night. But, you know, the, the point is, I love what yeah. you said. You can't control the product. The idea is if you have good process, you're going to get good product. But why focus on the outcome if where all of your control is in the, in the process? I love that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's for, that's from you. That's not, that's not a Jade original. That's Lurie. <laughs> well, I think great minds think alike. So, yeah, that was great. Huh. Well, any any closing thoughts you want to leave us with? 
Um, man, I wish I had some things of wisdom. You know what? I'll close with this. JD is effervescent. I don't know where you get your energy. I don't think you live on Red Bull it's or anything crazy. like that. I always say that's why I'm smiling. Well, I think, I think <laughs> JD is so great at letting go and playing while still hanging on to the big picture. I like your chess analogy. You have a plan, but you also are you are able to adapt and let go and play. And you are fun. You you um, It's fun for other people to be around you. And I'm grateful for that. Okay, I'm grateful for you. <laughs> All right. Well, keep listening and share this with others so you can have a community. And we want to remind you, focus on your process instead of stressing about the product. And if you take good care of your process, you're going to have a great outcome and you'll be satisfied with your product. Before we let JD go, I want to have her share how you can find her. And even if you're not looking for a house right now, she's very entertaining. So <laughs> you, can, you can follow her. I do check. like to talk. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty much the only JD Shepherd in the world. So J A Y D E E is how you spell my name S H E P P A R D. Um, you can find me on Instagram at JD Shepherd underscore Realty or on TikTok at JD Shepherd, Facebook too. Yeah, she's really fun to follow. She Her stuff comes up on my feed, and I always want to watch it because it's entertaining and love to see her happy face. 